Faith, the guy in tonight's movie looks really familiar. Yeah, it's Don Knotts. No, not Don Knotts. It's uh, that guy Barney Fife. Yeah, Don Knotts. No, not him. Ralph Furley, bachelor at large. Don Knotts. You mean the guy from The Ghost and Mr. Chicken? Yeah, that's what we're talking about right here tonight on The Late Night Fright. <laughs> Welcome to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan and with me is my very attaboy co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Attaboy co-host that might have something to do with the film that we're talking about tonight. Huh, Faith? It just might. Faith, what are we talking about tonight? The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. From 1966, (laughs) starring everybody's favorite deputy, Barney Fife, Don Knotts. Now, it is the ghost and Mr. Chicken, mm-hmm. not the ghost of Mr. Chicken, because that would be something if there were a bunch Did of chicken ghosts. No, you chicken? didn't. You Making didn't. sure. But uh, there would be something if there were a bunch of ghost chickens <laughs> running around. Wouldn't this might be, be the weirdest title movie we've done so far. It might be, yeah. Could you imagine if there was a movie about chicken ghosts, like, haunting a certain colonel? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm going to put you in the bucket, mother clucker. It's kind of like that turkey movie. <laughs> Thanks killing. Yes, thanks killing. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. There, there Similar, <laughs> so, I guess. This uh this is a very fun movie. Yes. Uh I, I really can't wait to uh to talk about it. Before we do that, is it okay if I go on something of a rant? Sure. Because we've been in a very interesting place in history over the past few months, have we not? Yes, yes. I, I don't know that. <laughs> We've seen anything throughout history like what we are living through right now. Now we're not going to get into the specifics or the politics. I think everyone of it. knows, <laughs> but I think I think a lot of people out there are feeling the same things that we're feeling. So mm-hmm. I have been making some observations, and right. I would like to share those observations if that's all right. All right. So Faith, you know this. I'm a fan of history. Yes. Right. You're a fan of history. Yes. Did you know that some of the earliest computers were so big they took up entire buildings? I don't think I knew that. They did. They took up entire buildings. Mm-hmm. So computers around the time of 1966, the Ghosts of Mr. Chicken, they might not have been taking up the entire building, but maybe at that time they were taking up rooms because they did big. get smaller. The next generation, they only took up the rooms, like I said, but it wasn't until we successfully reverse engineered the alien technology that had been crashing onto the earth did I say that? Mm-hmm. I did. I, I just outed myself as mm-hmm. the conspiracy nut that the listeners know <laughs> I am, right? So the point is, computers started getting smaller. And right now, the time we live in, we can carry in the palm of our hand a computer that is better and more efficient than the prehistoric vacuum tube filled monstrosities I just talked about. <laughs> we call them smartphones. But really, they're tiny computers. Some might even call them the devil box. Yes. <laughs> the smartphones we carry, Faith, have the ability to connect our world in ways our ancestors never dreamed possible. Mm-hmm. Never, right? No. I mean, you know, our great-grandparents couldn't have imagined the world that we live in. So let's go way back with this, they right? They had such a great life, though. Maybe so, yes. <laughs> In 1519, Ferdinand Magellan started his voyage to circumnavigate the globe. And guess what? Mm-hmm. He didn't make it. <laughs> He died in the Philippines in 1521, and the navigator Juan Sebastian Elcano led the expedition the rest of the way. They got back in 1522. That's three years. You're probably wondering what my point is. Yes. (laughs) Within three seconds, we can have anybody in the globe on our phone. We can look at them and talk to them within three seconds. Okay, so this was unheard of. It took them three years to go around the world. <laughs> it takes us three seconds to get somebody on the phone and, and, right. and bitch at customer service about something, right? Yeah. So the world is so connected in ways that like 20 years ago we couldn't even fathom. So this should have been the beginning of our great coming together when we realize that the things that unite us are greater than the things that divide us. Where we, as Bill Hicks so eloquently stated, start to explore space, both inner and outer, together. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful sentiment, isn't it? It is, yeah. 
We have the power of the sun in the palms of our hands and faith. What do we do with it, Faith? I don't know. What do we do with it? We make lip sync videos on TikTok. <laughs> That's what we do with it, Faith. Oh. This is what we do, you know. I hate those. This is God. this is what we do. We don't write original music. We don't <laughs> convey feelings. We're not even posting covers of songs. I could get behind that. There are interpretations of songs on YouTube that I think are just absolutely wonderful. Right, yeah. I like when people break out the ukuleles and do and do covers of yeah. songs, um, reinterpreting material. That's fine, right? <laughs> no, we're lip syncing faith to other people's music, and most of it just isn't very good. Is this a sign of the times? Are we living in that vapid in age, faith? It seems like it. <laughs> Is it, it's not just me though. No. Okay. No. Okay. So, but it's not just oh. on the internet. It is permeated our culture. Look at Corporal Karaoke, okay? <laughs> Corporal Karaoke on the James Corden show. So instead of getting someone to perform their original music with an instrument mm-hmm. or a band, you know we used to do that, right? Right. We pair them with this chubby guy from across the pond and they sing <laughs> to the radio. <laughs> I don't get it. Faith. They don't even sing their own music? No, they sing their own songs, but... Oh, I've never, so you I've have, never really caught up because I can't, I can't handle that kind of stuff. So you have like Adele in the car singing Adele song songs to the radio. To the ra- yeah, them coming on the radio as they drive around, and they don't actually drive. I just, I just learned recently. So. Oh my! Did uh, did you see the one that Paul McCartney was on? No. Yeah, Paul McCartney was on. I know he. Yeah. I've heard about it, he, but he I had, didn't watch he it. He had one of the Beatles on. Yeah. Of course, it would be Paul McCartney, wouldn't it? Of course it. <laughs> Could seriously though, could you imagine like Lennon or Harrison doing that? No. <laughs> Ringo, I could see doing it, you know. If he was like maybe dragged onto it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it, but I'm going to sing George's songs. You know, I could I could see that, but Lennon or Harrison, I, I, I don't see it like I George. It. I could hear George like, you know, I've got a guitar. I could just play the song for you, you know. <laughs> right. I could bring a band, we could do it. <laughs> you know. And uh, Lennon, I think, would just cuss out whoever approached him about it. (laughs) I could see that. I just, I just, if you enjoy these things, more power to you. Yeah, we're sorry, but I I, I don't get it. it, I just think it's kind of vapid. Yeah. I think it's kind of vapid. And that is a segue into our next segment. The Beatles may have something to do with it. Faith, it's time to get into our new segment, isn't it? Yes. What is our new segment called? The Wayback Machine. Cue the music. (laughs) got a theme song so you know it's good all right this movie came out january 20th 1966 the president of the united states was lyndon b johnson the prime minister of the uk was harold wilson i'd like to say hello to all of our friends across the pond in england we have quite a contingent of listeners Mm -hmm, over there in the uk and i want to say hello to all of them the pope was paul the sixth he would become saint paul the sixth and Faith, what was the number one movie for the year of 1966? We could not get week-by-week week information, but this was the number one film in 66. It was The Bible. Based on a book, I believe. Yeah. Maybe of the same name? Possibly. Possibly. I'm not sure. Possibly. <laughs> uh, what was the number one show on television, Faith? Bonanza. Bonanza was the number one show. Uh, famous birthdays actress Stacy Dash from Clueless. She was born uh, on this day, and everyone's favorite sycophant, Rain Wilson, <laughs> most famous for playing Dwight Kurt Schrute on The Office. It is his birthday. Yes, it's also your birthday. It is true. <laughs> I came I came a few years later than 66, but yes, it is my birthday. Yes, uh, Dwight Schrute was born on this day. The number one song in the United States was The Sounds of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel and Across the Pond in the U.K., we had a double number one. Ooh. Yeah, we had We Can Work It Out and Day Tripper by the Beatles was number one. It was one of the first, if not the first, double-sided A-side. A 
Very cool. Called it. Yeah. That's very cool. So there it is. The Beatles, uh, like I said, they may have figured into the Wayback Machine. Yeah. <laughs> Faith, you a Beatles fan? I am. I am too. I, I am. like them. I like them quite a bit. I just finished watching the anthology series that came out in 95 mm-hmm. and I just did all eight parts of it, all 10 hours or so of it. And I did all the bonus footage. <laughs> and uh, I think maybe that fed into the whole thing with TikTok because I'm watching these guys who are so creative uh-huh. and so good and dashing <laughs> and daring and all this. And it's, it's amazing music. The Beatles are just absolutely amazing. And uh, it, it makes me sad that we don't have that kind of uh, artistic endeavor endeavoring right. anymore, you know, because they were just breaking ground all the time. Yeah, I know. You know, uh, it, now people are just lip syncing to them in their bedroom. People are just <laughs> lip syncing. It's really weird. It's especially weird when you get some of these older, creepy guys like lip syncing with like younger <laughs> girls. You know, it's, know. it's very, very strange. I know. Faith, you haven't uh, you haven't posted anything on TikTok. I do not have a TikTok. Neither do I. And I refuse. To I went and, and I went down the 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 YouTube rabbit hole. I was looking for stuff and like TikTok video, like like compilations. I, I clicked on one on and I just I, I regretted it instantly. But I also <laughs> could not turn away from it. So <sighs> there you go. There you go. Well, we have uh, we have some fun stuff tonight. We have our top 10 horror movie themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie that we're talking about, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, has a very good score and a really great uh, organ theme. So we decided uh, let's do our top 10 favorite horror movie themes. Not scores, just themes. Mm-hmm. So instantly recognizable horror movie themes. That's going to be fun. And Faith, let me ask you this. This might be fun to do on the break. Which right. beetle are you? I don't know. I don't know which one we should, I am. We need to take this quiz. I think we're going to take a quiz on the break and cue the music. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other them. side. Children of the night. What music they make. Faith, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken is not the only comedy we've talked about on the show, is it? No. What else have we talked about? We've talked about Clue, Ghostbusters, Monster Squad, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and Fright Night. And we've talked about the greatest horror comedy of them all. Which one? Nicolas Cage. All of those episodes are available wherever podcasts can be found. We'll see you real soon. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Feeling good tonight, Faith? Yeah, feeling pretty good. It might have something to do with the Earl Grey tea that I am uh, <laughs> I am currently downing so. out of an Elvis coffee mug. <laughs> really love Earl Grey. We we have a fun show tonight. I'm saying that. I hope it, we come through on that promise. <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, 1966 the Ghost and Mr. Chicken. That is difficult to get out. 1966's The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Why don't you say The Ghost and Mr. Chicken from 1966? See, you should have told me that before we, we hit record. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've got Earl Grey tea. We've got The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. I don't have any Earl we Grey We have tea. some uh, 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 <laughs> magnets up on the uh, shelf here. We've got all the monster cereals. We've got Count Chocula, Booberry, Frankenberry. And the two discontinued flavors, 
Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute. That's right. I quit smoking and I started buying magnets. It's not the most terrible thing, I guess. It could be worse. Isn't that how it goes? You, you give up cigarettes and you just buy decorative magnets. Fun magnets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So on the break, we took the BuzzFeed quiz, Which Beetle Are You? Faith, you're my good friend. You have the honor. Which Beetle Are You? I got John Lennon. I can see that. And why did it come up John Lennon? It says, like John, you're someone who can be a bit cynical and come across as uncaring. <laughs> but it's actually the complete opposite. You're someone who cares deeply and is scared of exposing their emotions. I agree with I that. I am exposed, I guess. <laughs> yes, quit exposing yourself. I got George, my favorite beetle. He's my favorite, too. Like George, you tend to be a little shy and also very introspective. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you're not affectionate or outgoing under the right circumstances. You also feel most comfortable when you're just doing your own thing. Does that sound like me? It sounds just like you. It sounds just like me. <laughs> yes. Uh, my favorite Beatle, I would also like to say he was the best songwriter in the band when the band broke up. He was not even a songwriter when it started. Mm -hmm. But uh, when that band broke up, he was the best songwriter, and we listened to his 2002 album Brainwashed on the way over to the studio mm -hmm. tonight, and that was the first time you had heard it, and yes. you fell in love with it, didn't you? I did. I went and saved it to my playlist. It's very it's good. A really good album. Very good. We uh, we might need to do uh, top five or top ten Beatles tracks one night. Probably top ten. Top ten. <laughs> Maybe we might have to do 20. Really Maybe. might have to do 20. Uh, who's your favorite, George? George. George, yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Always me too. has been. Same here. It's just something mystical and magical, right. but human about him. Yeah. He's very he's just He's always drawn me in. He's funny. Yeah. You, know, you know, he's always kind of reminded me of Mr. Spock in a weird way. Must be the, the hair. Maybe. And the <laughs> look, I don't know. All right. Why are we here, Faith? Why are we here? The Ghosted Mr. Chicken. From 1966, yes. right? All right. This movie stars everyone's favorite deputy from Mayberry, Don Knotts. Three-time Emmy winner, Don Knotts. You like Andy Griffith, don't you, Faith? I do. I do, too. Yeah. This film was directed by Alan Rafkin. Now, follow this. Uh, he directed the movie Ski Party. It was a uh, Frankie Avalon beach movie without the beach or Annette. It was uh, <laughs> on the slopes. But uh, Annette uh, cameos in the movie. And are you ready for this? Uh, this is just a trivia bit here. All right. In that film Ski Party... Listen to these songs that got introduced to the world in this right. film. Leslie Gore's classic hit, Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows, which I really like. I, yeah, I like that I'm song. I'm of that song. Debuted in the movie Ski Party. All right. Now, while I was doing the research, <laughs> I learned that Marvin Hamlish, who wrote Nobody Does It Better from The Spy Who Loved Me, mm -hmm. wrote that song. I did not know this. Really? Yes. I'm going to go you one better. You know hmm. who produced it? Who? Quincy Jones. Really? Yes, he produced uh, all of Leslie Gore's hits. Huh. So that didn't surprise me the way that the Marvin Hamlish thing did. Now, wait, this gets better. Are you ready for what other song debuted in this movie, albeit in yes. a different version? All right. James Brown's I Got You, parentheses, I Feel Good. Hmm. It was a little more white bread, but he's in the movie. He, he came in and he danced. <laughs> he and his band were the Ski Patrol on the mountain. Yes. That's very cool. Kind of funny, isn't it? It is. <laughs> kind of funny, isn't it? That movie was from AIP. That's American International Pictures. We did an American International Pictures uh, film on the show a few weeks ago in uh, guise of the Amityville Horror. Mm -hmm. So they uh, pumped out all of those beach movies, including one called, check this out, Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. Well, okay. <laughs> Starring Vincent Price and Frankie Avalon with a cameo by Annette Funicello. I think we need to do this movie <laughs> on the show. Sounds fine to me. So uh, Alan Rafkin, he directed over 80 different sitcoms, including the Andy Griffith show. That's going to be a running thing here. This movie was written by Jim Fritzell from an idea by Andy Griffith. They did a Haunted House episode on that show, and he said, y'all should expand that Yeah, for Don's movie here. Uh, let's see. That episode was called Haunted House from October of 1963. This film co-stars Joan Staley, Dick Sargent. He is most famous for playing the second Darren Stevens on Bewitched. This also has a 
really good score from Vic Mizzy. He is uh, famous for the Green Acres theme as well as the Adams Family theme. This score, the organ uh, thing here is pretty well known. And uh, he scored five Don Knotts films over his career. So that is the background on this film. Uh, Faith, this is about uh, Luther Heggs, who is a typesetter for the newspaper in a little newspaper in Rachel, Kansas. Mm -hmm. And there's a murder house and he spends the night in the murder house. He sees some things and people don't believe him. (laughs) So there's a murder mystery in a haunted house and you got Barney Fife right in the middle of it. Right. That's the long and short of it. Uh, Faith, what did you think of the ghost in Mr. Chicken? I like this movie more than I thought I would. I I figured I would like it because Don Knotts is in it, but I really actually enjoyed this movie. (laughs) I did too. And this is from Universal Pictures, so we Mm -hmm. should we should throw that out. Uh, So it is a Universal horror comedy, although it's not much of a horror Horror. movie. Although there is like the ghost in the in the haunted house and the cobwebs and all this stuff. Uh, Looks like something you might see in one of those old booger movies, Mm -hmm. you know. But um. This movie is so absolutely good natured and and I cannot overstate that, you know, it is so incredibly good natured. Now, what impressed me about this movie? I hadn't seen this movie. It has been 30 years easily oh, wow. since I saw this movie. My mother is a huge fan of the Andy Griffith show. She can quote chapter and verse. I mean, it's amazing. Like. <laughs> There's a theme song, and you see the first scene. You see a storefront, and she goes, "Oh, this is the one with such and such." Boom! It's it's amazing. It's it's absolutely awesome. amazing. Yeah, and uh, so I grew up around you know mm-hmm. watching Don Knotts and and Mayberry, and uh, and I saw this movie when I was when I was a kid with her, and, and I remember enjoying it. So it'd been a long time since I'd seen it. What impressed me about this movie is this is fifty some odd years old now at the time of this recording, and. A lot of times with comedies, the comedy doesn't translate into our time uh-huh. from, from this far back sometimes. Right. I've had this experience like with the Marx Brothers. I've watched some Marx Brothers stuff and I'm laughing, but some of it isn't hitting for me because right. I'm not of the time, time and the era. Yeah. yeah. This was completely hitting for me. <laughs> every every beat was hitting. Did it was it working for you? It, it was working. I agree. It didn't feel like you said that kind of it's kind of timeless, you know, the comedy, everything about it. I didn't feel lost with anything of it. Yeah. it. Uh, one of the things that I like is, uh, and it was kind of a breath of fresh air, and mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get on a soapbox with this like I did with uh, TikTok and all this, but I have a problem. <laughs> face laughing because I think she knows what's coming. I have a problem with modern comedy because yes. there's uh, two things that happen in modern comedies. Uh, so much of it is improv and mm-hmm. they just let these, these characters, I say characters, these actors go, they're not in character. That's the thing. And they're just trying to one up each other, one up each other, one up each other. And that feeds into the second problem I have, which is they're trying to be the smartest person in the room and they're not trying to be funny. Right. And so when you're improv though, and you're trying to get these funny lines out, you're not creating characters. You're not creating, you know, uh, uh, lasting things you can, you know, there, there's no jokes. There's no, right. you know. Uh, character goes out the window, you know, jokes go out the window. It's just one long ad lib, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for an example of that and how classic situational comedy should work and how it shouldn't work. Look at 1984's Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. That's a movie we talked about very early on when we started the show, maybe in our third or fourth episode too. It was. it was pretty early on. <laughs> And then watch from 2016, the Ghostbusters film that they did. And that's not to knock on that movie. Uh, it, it, it does have its fans. We both really didn't like the movie for yeah. a lot of different reasons. But look at the way that the comedy is presented mm-hmm. there. And it's night and day. And that's my problem. So many movies are like Ghostbusters. And I'm, I've been known to pick on that movie because I think it's the most egregious offender. Um <laughs> And that's nothing against the people in it. They're doing what they're told to do, you know, and I mean, they are talented, but long story short, this movie doesn't suffer from that. The, the, it's all in the script and, and everything is so set up and Mm -hmm. you have these wonderful actors playing wonderful characters and you kind of know these people, you know, and, and, um, it worked for you though, right? Oh yeah, it absolutely worked for me. Were you feeling any of that difference that I'm talking about, uh, yeah, because that was one of the things I was like, this is like going home, watching something that's well-constructed mm-hmm. like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What are you, what are you asking me specifically? What's your question? Like, were you noticing like the differences between this kind of old school oh, absolutely. comedy as as compared to, to and it's really in the past ten or fifteen years I feel that like, this has happened. But I feel like like you said, even when like new people come on and do like improv, I feel like even Don Knotts probably could have done that, but he has and his may own have. style. Yeah. And it just works. It feels like it works. See, like I said, he he may have improv, but regardless of if he's reading off a thing, it always he translates it. He he portrays what yeah it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's something there's something very universal about Don Knotts. I know. You know, he's uh, I, I don't know what would you call him is a nerd. You know, it's, it's I don't even know <laughs> because you you really can't talk about Don Knotts without talking about. The Andy Griffith Show and and, and Barney Fife because mm-hmm. so much of his comedic persona comes from Barney mm-hmm. Fife and Barney just runs in where you know angels fear to tread you know and uh, likes to nip it in the bud mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> and here he's he's a chicken he's a coward he's he's this cowardly guy and but there's something so absolutely sweet and endearing about him I know and and it's very hard to put. <laughs> put the finger on it you know and mm-hmm. i know we have listeners from from all over the world i don't know if andy griffith is a thing all know. over the world um if you've never seen the andy griffith oh, show I, I really recommend watching this show and if you're younger listening to our show and, and have never seen it i think it's available on netflix here in the states mm-hmm. and it's worth your time it's such it's not one of these things where you say oh a simpler time no i mean it was it was one in the sixties, you know, but it's just the, the nature of the comedy and the humor is so easy going. Exactly. And these things are 50 some odd years old and are still funny. And, yeah. and as I said, I grew up watching it and I still will watch Andy Griffith mm-hmm. with my mother on occasion. And she still watches, she's been watching it for her entire life. And it's one of the few shows that's been on, uh, since it was on the air, it has always been on the air mm-hmm. in syndication. It's never been off of the air. You can oh, always yeah. find it somewhere, you know, it's on, true. on TV and now it's streaming. But like I said, I don't know if the, if it's a thing over overseas. Uh, you grew up watching this too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. My dad liked this show a lot. So I, I grew up, you know, sitting there watching it with him. I've always loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about this film as a uh, as a horror comedy? Because there is this great haunted house thing. You don't get a lot. And I like that you don't get. It's not entirely this haunted house movie, but right. There's it, enough like of it. I feel like it's there. more of a mystery than it is horror necessarily. You know, because you're not. Yeah. I'm not really horrified watching. This. Yeah, there were. I was. You know what I was thinking about when we were watching this was a uh, uh, American Horror Story Murder House because. <laughs> Because this town in Rachel, Kansas literally has this murder house. It's famous. Yeah. And I'll tell you, too, you know, it's kind of lighthearted as this whole endeavor is. There was some real dark undercurrents happening here with the story, with the murder of these two people and the way that the murder went down and happened. And and that was one thing that was striking me. I was like, wow, it's really kind of hardcore underneath. Like you could have. Again, with so many of these horror comedies that we've talked about, if you play it yep. a little left or right, like it's a different, different movie. movie. Mm-hmm. It's a different movie, and he's in real danger. But he <laughs> he's Don Knotts. He's Barney Fife. Nobody's gonna get Barney Fife. No, I, I like the the whole. I feel like the whole movie was just this. It wasn't even just the mystery, like of the house. I feel like the mystery of of him was kind of. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like it was. Because you're following this guy, this guy who who want, he wants to be a reporter. He's mm-hmm. a typesetter. He got a degree from uh, the Kansas City Community uh, <laughs> College in journalism. But I mean, he has dreams and aspirations. He's not very good with uh, people. Uh, he's he's not weird or antisocial. He's just kind of a lovable loser, yeah. and he likes the girl and <laughs> wants to tell the girl he likes her. Uh, uh, one of the funniest things in this movie to me was his uh, karate. Because oh, he, he's he's doing karate now. He learned karate <laughs> through the mail, yes. through the mail, and his whole body is a deadly weapon. Yes, and this guy is so not a deadly weapon. Not at all. Not at uh, all. And that brings me to one of the other points I want to make about Don Knotts: his physical comedy. Yes, it's not just he has one of the greatest deliveries I've ever heard. He's got this. <laughs> how how would we describe his delivery? It's kind of a nervous. It's not a scream. <laughs> no. But it's a nervous, uh, 
stream of consciousness almost that comes out of his mouth. You know, it's it's very hurried. Yes. And uh, yeah. Very. Uh, I don't know. I don't know a good word. to. But not damsel in distress, but it's very. It's just it flies at you. There's a lovely wine to it, too. You know, we talked about William Hickey when we talked about Tales from the Crypt, uh, mm-hmm. the switch. And there's a little bit of that kind of wine to it, you know. Yes. It's self-assured, but very timid at the same time. It's <laughs> I've never heard anybody deliver lines like Me Don Knotts. I haven't either. And I think that's why he's, you know, he's, he's so stuck in the, in the public conscious, you know, consciousness for so long. Is right. There hasn't been anyone like Don Knotts. Nope. And he works so well for this picture. Like it, and they developed this around him. So, I mean, of course, but. The whole thing with uh, playing the scaredy cat and then you know becoming a hero and and <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in this he has to give a uh, if you haven't seen it spoiler alert uh, he has to give a, a speech uh, to the uh, city what is it city council or the uh, like chamber of uh, chamber of commerce Cubs. that's what it is yes <laughs> and he loses his notes and it's just one of the most awful things you've ever heard in your life <laughs> but he's a it's a it's a really fun movie it's a fun character. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Joan Staley. Man, I, I I fell in love with Joan Staley. I know playing Alma Me in too. the movie, and what a woman, right? I, I mean, know. man, I my one of my criticisms of the movie is I wanted more of her. Now, there's plenty of them together, but right. I wanted more of her with mm-hmm. uh, with him in the house and and things like yeah. that. And it's a very very sweet uh, sweet little relationship, and she's. <laughs> She's really neat. I, I really enjoyed her. And Dick Sargent, of course, is very famous for playing mm-hmm. uh, Darren, and, and he's great. And this really is like a long sitcom yeah. episode. Yeah. You know, and, and it feels that way. Yeah, it does. It's popular with people from sitcoms. <laughs> so. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> yes. No, I, I think that this cast, I think that they were all just so good. I feel like, I feel like his... His comedy and his reaction plays so well with all these people. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. And it's still funny. I was <laughs> laughing at this, you know, and, and I'm I'm a little bit cynical. You took the test. You're, you're on the linen spectrum of things. You, you have layers of cynicism running through you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was laughing throughout this. And I mean, not busting a gut, but chuckling right. the entire time. And it was it was really refreshing, too, as I said. Because it's so old and, and comedies have trouble sometimes translating through the years. This one doesn't. And in the times, as I said, we find ourselves in and, and it was a it was a really great piece of escapism and mm-hmm. and just so well done. And you know, it, it you really need to see this. I and I'm 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 gonna urge everyone out there listening to the show, if you haven't seen this movie, watch this. And this is something if you have kids uh, younger kids oh, yeah. can watch this and really, really enjoy it. And this might be the kind of gateway film that you can introduce youngsters uh, to uh, the universal horror films, you know, because yeah. this is the kind of thing, you know, the creepy crawlies and all that are all yeah. in here. And uh, this would be a, a great introduction, I think, to to those films. Yeah, and and it comes from Universal Studios and, and it, it feels like it could maybe be an extension of of that golden age just a little bit yeah you know yeah. just a little bit this is uh voted one of the better horror comedies of all time it's usually mentioned with Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein which might be the best horror comedy of all time but uh this one's pretty good but like you said <laughs> faith it's kind of a mystery and a yeah. and a and uh kind of a Mayberry-esque kind of thing and, right? <laughs> and a lot of things going on in the movie and i really really liked it and i can't i can't say that enough I did too. Like I said, I figured I would like it because Don Knotts is in it. But actually, yeah, I was I was more involved watching it than I thought I would be. Yeah, yeah. You know, it yeah. actually really captured me more than I thought. Yeah. I liked it a lot, though. It was it was it, it's a fun movie. Like you said, you you chuckle through it. It's sweet, not sweet little film. Oh yeah, really sweet. And it, it's priceless when he's in the house and being yes. scared. Really priceless. Yeah, you said delivery. Just everything, even with his facial expressions. That's just, he doesn't have to speak. He could just make a face and. (laughs) 
there's a there's a face he makes at the end of this film, mm-hmm. the very end of this film, an organ starts playing by mm-hmm. itself, and he turns around and his eyes get very wide, and it was one of the funniest things in the film, and it's the last shot <laughs> in the movie, and it's him. He's kind of got the Mister Furley thing from Three's Company kind of going on here, yeah, with the eyes and stuff, <laughs> yeah. Kind of more, you know, afraid. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't even mention the fact that he played uh, uh, Ralph Furley on Three's Company, Bachelor at Large, which is (laughs) funny enough. As a kid watching uh, Andy Griffith, watching Barney Fife, but uh, I am uh, old enough to remember when Three's Company was actually still on the air, Mm -hmm. and I loved Mr. Furley. I mean, those leisure suits that he wore with the little neckerchief. I mean, it's it's amazing. There's one specifically that's always in my mind when I think of him. Do you know which one? Is it blue? With the red? With the red, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the the Ralph Furley look. That's the look. Yeah. (laughs) Ralph Furley is amazing. I know. Don Knotts is absolutely amazing. This is, I really, it's great. And not great for us because this is one of those movies It's very good. There's not much to say about it mm-hmm. in terms of looking for deeper things and analysis. This was a really fun movie. We, I, This was my pick this week. And I picked it because it popped up on something and I remembered the movie and I went, that would be a good one to yeah. do on, on the show. And, you know, we haven't done a real comedy mm-hmm. like this, in a, like a straight comedy. Yeah, I like it too because it's, it's, you know, you need a little lightheartedness sometimes. <laughs> you do. You do. You and do. I think that... It delivers that. Also, I mean, it's not a deep movie, but I wasn't expecting kind of the little twist. Yeah, there, you know, like the little like, oh, like it's not just silly. Like right. there's a story to this, and, and I think, I think that's what I was maybe trying to say earlier. Like even mm-hmm. there's some dark under yeah. underpinnings to it. Like you I know? was actually like, oh wow, I wasn't actually expecting that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is deeper. Again, yeah. you could play it left or right; it's a different movie. But yeah. this is so spot on with with its tone, and uh, it, it'll make you want to move to the heartland of America too. And True. maybe in these times we find ourselves living in, maybe we should move to the heartland of America oh, so. and get away from it all. Do you have anything uh, you would like to add uh, about the Ghost of Mister Chicken? I, I would like to throw out. We need to talk about it, and it's kind of leading into our next segment. Um, the score by Vic Mizzy yes. here is. Really, really good. Very of its time and very, you know, it feels like a 60s score, mm-hmm. but that organ piece in particular it's was amazing. very, very good. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the score? I love the score. I think that it it kind of uh, fit that movie very well, if that makes any sense, because it's not... It's not dark. Dark. No, it's it's very lighthearted and very fun music, and, and I was catching myself kind of dancing, bopping to it. I'm like, I like this music. It's and the, really uh, nice. And the organ piece that we're mentioning uh, kind of incorporates the main theme from the film into it. And uh, it, it's very good. And and I was reading, it is kind of uh, regarded as, as one of the great kind of horror comedy themes. But uh, mm-hmm. that piece in particular is, got some note when it uh, when it came out. Yeah. And we would be remiss if we did not mention, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, Attaboy Luther is a running <laughs> joke through this. And apparently it became a thing after this movie after came this out. <laughs> and I love the Attaboy. Do you know what I was thinking about? Because you hear the Attaboy about eight or nine times in the movie. Mm-hmm. And not just with Luther, Don Knotts' character, but also with the judge and, and other yes. the mayor, <laughs> other people. Attaboy, Luther. It made me giggle every time. Do you know what it made me think of? What? It made me think of Rob Schneider and all those Adam Sandler movies. You can do it. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but that's clever. And I'm wondering if that possibly maybe wasn't uh, an inspiration for that. Uh, Maybe. I could see that. Possibly. (laughs) Uh, This movie, years and years ago, when Jim Carrey was at the height of his fame, I remember seeing an interview with him. He says, yes, you know, it's like that moment when you need to go to bed because you've been up. But you see that the late movie is The Ghost (laughs) and Mr. Chicken, and you have to stay up and watch every scene. I know exactly what he means. Uh, I'm not a huge Jim Carrey fan. I know you're some, Eh, it depends. I I guess, I mean, it depends. Yeah. I mean, I think, I I think for the most part I used to be, and now I've kind of. I like, I like the early, early stuff. Uh, I can see, I can see the influence of this film on him. I can see the, I can see it. The Don Knotts influence (laughs) on, on Jim Carrey. He's no Don Knotts, no offense. No, (laughs) no, he's not. No, he's not. Love it. Love it. Yeah, this Um, is a good pick. Yeah, again, it's it's just a shame there's not more to say about it, you know? Yeah, it's just, I mean, you have to watch it, because, I mean, like you said, it's not a very deep movie, and 
it's just a good, lighthearted, fun movie that I think we really needed to watch. Yeah. I think a lot of people need to watch. Absolutely. Uh, I, I really do. I highly recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good, fun family watch. Uh, also, but it doesn't I'll, matter if, you, if, if, if you're just by yourself. It, it'll right? get you away from it. And it's 90 minutes. It's a 90-minute film. I really wanted Jell-O watching this movie. Yeah. Remember they went to the, the little diner and they were eating <laughs> Diner with Jell-O. There's so many fun little <laughs> moments in this. But boy, Luther. <laughs> Had a boy, Faith. Had a boy, had a boy, Judge. There it is. Had a boy. And they said the guy's name at one point, but I forgot what his name was. I don't remember. I read that whoever was saying that was the uh, was the writer. Okay. I think it was actual. Okay. Screenwriter was the one. That's funny. Saying it. That's funny. So. That's funny. Uh, well, you have anything you'd like to add about I this? I think that's it. Just watch it. Just that's, watch that's, it. That's, that's it. High recommendation here. Uh, Faith, we have been doing this. This is something uh, when we came back after our little hiatus due mm-hmm. to everything going on in the world, uh, we started doing top 10 lists. Well, top five lists, top 10 lists, just kind of depends on on the subject matter. Tonight, this needed to be a top merits 10. 10. <laughs> yeah, possibly tonight, could have been a little more, but. We probably could have gone 25 on this easy. Yeah. Easy. And uh, we decided to do, because the Vic Mizzy score is so well regarded, Mm -hmm. we decided to do our top 10 horror movie themes. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not score, Mm -hmm. theme. So uh, recognizable themes. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, so personal taste comes in, but also kind of we were weighing like iconic status. Right with it so personal taste iconic status uh this was a lot of fun yes it was uh before i read my list i would like to read some of the things that i had on my master okay. list that did not make this all right let's, yeah i'd like to know ghostbusters from 84 mm-hmm. poltergeist mm-hmm. alien yeah. uh that's two goldsmith scores too <laughs> right there uh Dracula from 1979, that's a John Williams score. Mm-hmm. The Wolfman from 1941, which mm-hmm. is one of the great universal pieces of music. Uh, the Fog from John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And Alan Silvestri's Predator score, which uh, was, and it didn't make it, and I justified it by going, well, that's more of a sci fi movie. That's how I just, but I really, it could have been on this list. Yeah. And you and I were both huge fans of that score. Oh, God, yeah. That was another one of our very early. That may have been our third show that we did. Was Predator. And you just named a good bit of ones that were going to go on my list, too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I want, our list might be identical. It, I'm, I'm, uh, and we haven't shared our list. I know we know what our top three are, mm-hmm. but we don't know the orders that we <laughs> that we have them in. So, uh, Faith, you have the honor. What is your top, what is your number 10 uh, theme. This was hard because it's really good. I, I put Child's Play at number ten. That's an interesting pick. I know. Inter- that didn't even make it onto my uh, onto my list, but that is a good I, because pick. I went back and listened to it, and I was like, you know what? I, I don't feel like it's talked about enough, and I think it really fits that movie because it's kind of got that little. And we talked about the score sound. at length, didn't we? Uh-huh, on we on did. the show when we did it. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, my number ten. Is Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, I really one. like the little overture piece yeah. uh, where uh, Waxman introduces all of the themes, but it's got that dun 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 dun, which I just I love. And I felt like something from Universal needed to be on here, yeah. and I, and I prefer the Bride of Frankenstein <laughs> film and the score to the Wolfman. Although the Wolfman yeah. theme is so kind of that iconic. was that was also on my on my other my other list. It didn't make it yeah. on there. But. Uh, what do you have at number nine? Number nine, we talked about a few weeks ago. I put Amityville Horror, the 1970. Yes, and nine that, or eight, uh, however you want to look at it. <laughs> that was nominated for uh, an Academy Award for mm-hmm. Best Score, as we said, and lost to Midnight Express by Giorgio Moroder. Uh, Don't know that. And we still have not listened <laughs> to that score. Uh, number nine, I have The Shining, mm-hmm. the little piece that opens The Shining, and Doctor Sleep. Uh, we talked about both of those films. Here on the show, I think it's just a few notes and creepy as all. It is. Get out. <laughs> uh, number eight, Faith. The Shining. <laughs> For all the same reasons that For I just said. For all of the same reasons. Yeah, there we go. We save a little time there. Uh, number eight, I have Friday the 13th. I really like that theme. That's uh, a good one. Uh, we did. I think we've done all of pretty much almost all of these on the show. 
some glaring so. exceptions on my list. Uh, the Friday the 13th theme, I really, really, really like. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we talk about the, the score for that at length in our Friday the 13th episode. Really interesting techniques that went into that, too. So yes. check out that episode. We do talk about the score quite a bit. Uh, Faith, number seven. I put the thing at number seven. I also have the thing at number seven. Okay. Ineo, yeah, and he just passed away. He just away. passed away, I know, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we've done the thing. We, uh, we've done quite a few Carpenter films. Uh, we, it sounds like a heartbeat. It sounds <laughs> evil. It does. Uh, I do talk a bit about what is going on in that piece of music in that thing episode. So if you want to hear more about that, check that out. Yes, definitely. Number six. I have Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. So, so do I. Okay. Charles Bernstein, that uh, mm-hmm. that little, that do 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 that's great, but also the, the drum sounds and, and all that. It mm-hmm. just, that that really, yeah, that score could be higher for me, but it's it not. It could be, but. It's not the things that I'm going to say. You know what I mean? It's I like know what it's you mean. <laughs> uh so that's the only reason why it uh it is not higher. So there we go. Uh ten through six. Uh we're gonna take a very short break. Uh this is a news break. When we get back, we're gonna finish up talking about the ghost and Mr. Chicken. We also are going to pick our film for next week. Oh, we yes. have four films to pick from. This is the first for the show, mm-hmm. picking next week's film from a hat. <laughs> and uh we're also going to finish up our top five, uh, top ten horror movie themes. So, this is a news break, so buckle up. I am Dan. <laughs> and I am Faith. And we'll see you on the other side. Deputy Barney Fife's policing methods are under intense scrutiny after he accosted a suspect and told him he was going to nip him in the bud. No word yet on whether or not the Mayberry City Council will be defunding the Sheriff's Department. Well, cancel culture is all the rage these days, but this is just absolutely ridiculous. A woman is accusing Cookie Monster of sexual harassment. She claims he pointed at her while drooling and said nom 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 nom. The accuser was holding a chocolate chip cookie at the time, and Cookie Monster, through his lawyer, says, and I quote, Me no harass lady, me see cookie, me go crazy, me no pervert, end quote. I, for one, we don't editorialize here too much on the show, but I, for one, believe in. Yeah, people are stupid. Yes, Faith? That's, that's not exactly news. Well, no, really, have you spent time around them? Like, collectively, everyone in the world has gotten dumber. Mm-hmm. Test scores are down, mm-hmm. common sense has gone out the window, and have you been on the road? Mm-hmm. Do they even administer driving tests anymore? I'm with you. And then cancel culture. Soon we'll all be canceling ourselves. Right. Of course, you'd have to be self-aware enough to even cancel yourself. People aren't self-aware. Yeah, people lack news. awareness. I mean, the world was made for people who lack self-awareness. Look around the world. You'll see what I mean. And that's the news. I'm assuming you're done. I think so tonight. I think I'm done. We'll be right back. Update! Information that was false and fake and never happened.
Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Faith, I feel like we've really nipped it in the bud tonight. <laughs> it feels like we have. <laughs> yeah, it's been a fun show so far. I've really, really been enjoying this one. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I've, every show is always fun to do, but some of them just, you know, they just hit you right in that, that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's been yeah. a good one. I hope things are well with our old pal Cookie Monster. I hope so. Yeah. I, I have a feeling she took that out of context. I mean... Come on, people are stupid. They really are, as Faith so eloquently <laughs> enlightened us mm-hmm. to. <laughs> Very good. Uh, do you have anything you would like to add about our really fun movie that we did tonight, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken? I just, I think you did a good job picking that one. Like I said, it was fun. It was lighthearted. I like the mystery. I like the little, the little twists I didn't expect. I think people should watch it. Me too. Great performance from Don Knotts. Absolutely. And kind of piggybacking on that, as I said during our discussion of the film, if you have not seen Andy Griffith, uh, and again, for our listeners overseas around the world, I I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, Please, please check that. Check that out. And Mm -hmm. just if you have access to it, just do a thing like maybe watch like a top five or top 10 episodes. Uh, But watch the ones with him in it, because he did leave like four or five years into the show, mm-hmm. something like that. But uh, it's it's really, it's worth your time. It's a wonderful conglomeration of uh, weird characters in Mayberry and really wonderful actors. And Ron Howard was on the show. He was really young playing mm-hmm. uh, Opie. And you have Floyd the Barber. You have Gomer and Goober. And you have <laughs> just the, Barney, you know. And, and it's just this really wild assortment of characters and it's just it is. it's just such good natured down home humor yep. and 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 i love it and it's uh it's something that's very cozy you absolutely know, it, makes me, it makes me feel good it's like comfort food yeah, yeah. and it's good for you it it, it uh it's, it's good escapism yeah it's good for the soul it is it's good for the soul <laughs> it's good for the soul so and again uh you know all our thoughts are with cookie monster tonight i i yes. hope i hope things are things are good with him absolutely i hope things are good on the street (laughs) (laughs) all right so we have two bits of business we need to uh finish off our top 10 uh horror themes Mm -hmm. and first here on the show we're going to pick our movie for next week uh we're going to pick it from a hat Mm -hmm. we have uh four films to choose from but let's get right back to it uh faith uh we're at number five Mm -hmm. on the list what do you have for number five your top five theme i put candy man at number five Philip Glass, that is one I seriously considered. Uh, that was actually on my big master list. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, that's a great one. That's something we need to do on the show very soon. Very true, very true. Uh, maybe a little closer to Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a remake of that coming out. If so. theaters are still a thing next week. <laughs> uh, Jerry Goldsmith, I said, uh, missed two of them on the top ten list, but he made it at number five with The Omen, which... He uh, won an Academy Award for The Omen, and I think that was the only Academy Award Jerry Goldsmith won. Um, Hmm. If you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you've heard his name come up several times. I'm a huge fan of Jerry Goldsmith. Mm -hmm. Uh, I admire him and his work very much, and this is one of his finest hours, and I I really, really mean that. Uh, What did you have at number four, Faith? Number four, I have The Exorcist. As do I, Tubular Bells. I mean, I don't think you can have that. (laughs) uh, You can have a a horror-themed list without that on (laughs) it. Right. It's it's sacrilege if you you don't. (laughs) Uh, All right, we get to the top three. Now, we know what each other, the three that are in this, but we don't know the order, so I'm interested to see if we have the same order here. It was a little tricky. It, it, It really was. Uh, Faith, what do you have for number three? I put Psycho at number three. Psycho. Okay, so so yeah, ours we don't have the same list. Uh, number three, <laughs> I have Jaws. Okay, and I'm gonna assume number two for you is Jaws. Yes, and my number two is Psycho. Okay, okay. so let's talk about those real quick. All right. Uh, Jaws is one we have not done on the show yet. We need to fix that. I oh, know. I can't believe we haven't. <laughs> yeah, we've parodied it on the right. show. <laughs> um. Uh, Jaws, John Williams, um, what can you say about John Williams? He's, he's maybe the greatest film composer of all time. Uh, uh, one and one a are Jerry Goldsmith and John Williams, uh, John Williams, two notes, two notes with Jaws. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I, yeah, I put it at number two because it's just, it's that iconic. I mean, 
You hear it, and you just know right, what right. it is. Like, so, so I'm saying two notes for Jaws, but it's also two notes, which are so iconic for Psycho, yeah. two notes stacked on each other. Dun, 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 you know, uh, that was... And the reason I gave Psycho number two is just because it came first for me. That was yeah. either either of those. Uh, That's why I said it was tricky. I mean, it was it, it was, was tricky. tricky. Number one was never in doubt. Oh, absolutely. Uh, number one, uh, really the fir- the top three were never in doubt. Yeah. Uh, never. But uh, number one, let's do it on three. One, two, three. Halloween. Halloween. John Carpenter. I I don't think it's better. It gets better than that. I don't think I, so. It, that is the ambassador for horror movies right there. <laughs> Yeah. I even asked my sister. I was like, "We're making a list." I was like, "What do you think my number one is Halloween?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> no getting around it. You know, no getting I mean, around it. I think that should—that's probably a lot of people's number one. Yeah, it's and just it, so and it, it iconic. And again, yeah, I said this when I when I said my number six pick, Elm Street. You know, the only reason the Elm Street theme isn't higher is because it's not the Omen, Exorcist, Jaw, Psycho, or Halloween. <laughs> right. You know? It was a tough list. Like we we really probably could have done fifteen. We could have twenty. Yeah. We could have. Uh, if your favorite is not on the list, well, make your own list. <laughs> make your own list. This is this is fun. I hope this uh, the little list thing gets people talking and thinking. You know, yeah, thinking what what their favorites are. You, you know, know what? I, you know which one I saw was a lot of people's favorites. The ring. Yeah, yeah. That um, it's an interesting theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it popped up a lot on some. When you get at. it, I mean, when you get down to it, it's, you know, and we were, we were doing themes, mm-hmm. you know, not, not full score because the six cents score would be in my top 10, but the theme <laughs> isn't going right. to, isn't going to crack. So scores might be something we do at a later date too, but, uh, this was a lot of fun. I hope I this so. gets people thinking, you know, out there and, and, and any, as we've said on this show before, any chance to talk about movies or get people out there talking about movies. Uh, especially in times like this, like I we was find just about to say, it's you know, a good time to talk about something other than 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 the dreaded nineteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's try to bring you know some positive things into yeah, some absolutely. negative situations. Absolutely, a uh, good way to start with that is the ghost of Mister Chicken. That's yeah. Uh, good way to uh, continue that is to make your top ten list of uh, horror movie themes. Mm-hmm. Your top ten list of horror scores. Your top ten list of uh, what else have we done? Freddy Krueger kills and all. So I mean. It's a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of fun, we have four movies to pick from for next week. The movies we have in this Ooh, pile are... I'm getting excited. I'm knocking into stuff. Urban Legend. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. Those were mm-hmm. my two picks. Faith, your two throw-ins were... I picked Chopping Mall and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So we do this because we like to give you the heads up if you want to watch the movie and mm-hmm. follow along with us next I'm week. I'm going to let you pick. Faith has them. She shuffled them. I am reaching into the pile. Ooh. Oh, what did you get? Uh, let's see what it is. What did we get? I'm very excited. I know what it is. What is it? What is it? Next week's film <laughs> on the Late Night Fright from 1988. Killer Clowns <laughs> from Outer Space. There it is. That is awesome. Right there. <laughs> this is a cult film favorite that is awesome john vernon <laughs> dean wormer is in this film i haven't seen this film in ages <laughs> this uh i watched the trailer for all of these movies when we had picked them mm-hmm. and i was like and i was going i hope it's killer clowns from <laughs> outer space because it's so ridiculous so <laughs> this is that's gonna be good <laughs> there it is there it is right. so sincerely from the bottom of my heart thank you all for tuning in thank you for listening mm-hmm. thank you for supporting us uh wherever you are out there i hope that you're doing well i hope that you're safe i hope that you're staying in a good state of mind and i hope that uh you're taking everything in stride and i'm just going to throw this out uh always uh when when someone in a position of authority says something please Take it with a grain of salt and use your critical thinking. I'm going to get off that soapbox now, but <laughs> I hope that you're all all doing well out there. And thank you all Me for too. listening to the show. Absolutely. Faith, it feels like that time. Yes, it, it does. If we listen closely, maybe we will hear the music. There it is. It's time to say goodbye. It is time to say goodbye. Well, watch The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Mm-hmm. Check out The Andy Griffith Show. And... Watch Killer Clowns. Watch for Killer next Clowns week. from outer space because that's next up on the late night fright. It should <laughs> should be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And uh, stay away from TikTok. 
Yes, just, please. Just stay away from TikTok. <laughs> All right, Faith, let's do it. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep, keep your, your monster, monster on a leash. leash. We will see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs>